We're concluding this month. This is the last Sunday, uh, uh, July. Next week, we'll be doing a new topic, and so but I introduce her next week. But today, I want to conclude on the subject of the anointing. And the last three weeks, we really have been talking about the anointing upon our lives. The anointing is simply defined as the presence of God upon our lives. God's presence, God's spirit coming upon our lives, enabling us to do things that we couldn't do before. Uh, through our study, Reboni, people like Samson, when the anointing came upon them, they were amazing people. We hear Harabala, when what Jesus Christ said in Luke 4:18, he says the, the anointing came upon him or the Spirit of God came upon him for him to be able to heal those who are sick, to open the eyes of the blind. So the anointing upon or the Holy Spirit upon is there to equip us to do God's work. Mudimu never sends anybody that he does not equip. All right? So we have focused more on the anointing upon, as I've said in Luke 4, 18. And the anointing upon, in the Old Testament we see, anybody who was chosen to be a king, a priest, a prophet, and a judge, the anointing would come upon them. And that was symbolized by those people having oil being poured upon them. We've talked about that. I'm sure the last week's we will look at the ingredients. I said last week, you know, we all the ingredients. Eh? Sweet calamars, sweet cinnamon. Then let's on. Kesia. Kileshebi. Kileshebi. It's olive oil. Olive oil. Olive oil is a base. Then let's on. Then let's on. Yeah. Olive, no, olive oil, you can see it with the heart. Yeah, it's pure mirror, sweet cinnamon, calamus, and cassia, and all those ingredients. Says a little bit, teaching your bishop here last week. All right, so all those ingredients go into the anointing oil, and I'm sure last week, Rilera Kalosa, what those ingredients mean. Because they have a practical meaning. So, you know, when the Holy Spirit came upon somebody, it was to empower you. Mudimu will never send you to do anything without empowering you. And, and to put it in our terms or to put it in our context, whatever it is that you are called for or whatever it is that you take as your vocation, if that is something, the Spirit of God will come upon you to equip you. Whether you are a teacher whether you are a mechanic, whether you are a carpenter, whether you are an umfundisi, whether you are a politician, God will anoint you. Yesterday, um, I was at a funeral in KZN of a minister who passed on, but this minister was also a scientist. And he was just an unbelievable scientist. I mean, this man was just incredible, out of this world, you know. And there were accolades and letters from all around the world. He's traveled all over the world. How do you like that? Yeah. But I tell you something, when the anointing is upon you, you can do incredible things. Oh, come on, give me some amen here in Ranfontein. Yeah? When the anointing is on you, you can do incredible things. It's the anointing that makes us different. It's the anointing 
upon my life that has led me to lead churches. And the churches should grow and expand. It's not come at the amount. That's what God told Zerubbabel. And I don't know how many of you know, when God spoke to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, he was actually a warrior. This man was a, a leader of an army. He was a strategist when it came to war. This is a man on that This is what we do. But God comes to him and he says, Zerubbabel, understand that it is not by might or it is not by power. Yeah, even if you know, have the knowledge and there's nothing wrong with knowledge and, and there's nothing wrong with education and there's nothing wrong with, with going to school. You know, Linda Saburuti, by the way. But let me tell you something. It takes more than just going to school sometimes to do certain things. Oh, hallelujah. It takes more and it's the anointing that makes you different. I want you to understand that, Barcelona, so that you can walk in the anointing. You can embrace the anointing. You can understand how the anointing can make you different. You can understand why you need the anointing in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, the last three weeks, we've talked a lot about the anointing upon. But today, I want to talk about the anointing within. Something that's not understood. The anointing within. Now, the anointing upon is to empower you. Somebody say, empower you. Empower. Look at the neighbor and say, you're, you're, the way you are talking, you are, you are not sounding like you are empowered. Just tell them, you're not. You're, you're, you're. Say, empower you. Empower. So, but then we talk about the anointing within. Now, go with me to Isaiah 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It reads as follows. And I'm reading the King James Bible. It may read different, more than one, oh, and Leona. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck. Somebody say burden, burden. from the shoulder. shoulder. Yoke from the neck. Now a burden is a weight. A burden is a heaviness. A burden is something and by the way, the word shoulder there, you know, even if it talks about, it uses the picture, you know, and you know, if you go, you don't have to go very far where there's farms. And, uh, and, and those years when they used to say, and, and, you know, the, the whole, uh, when, you, when you put it on the, the oxen, udipana, you know, there's a way where you yoke them together, and you put this thing on their neck, and they have to pull this thing and plow. So the, the word shoulder in the Bible, a shoulder speaks of the, the, the side of authority and power. When we talk about a shoulder, it's a sign of power, ability, and authority. So this verse says, his yoke, not what it says there. It says, his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder. In other words, when you have a burden or a weight on your shoulder, that's when you have been immobilized from being powerful. In other words, you're powerful, but your power has been taken away from you. Okay? And then it says, and the yoke shall be removed from the neck. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, in, in, in days of old, when people were made slaves, you know, they tie you up and they immobilize you. 
or the homo rebear something on their neck and they have to pull all this weight. So a burden, it's a heaviness, it's a weight. It's something, when it's on top of you, you, you have to carry it very hard. You have to work hard because there's a burden on you. So it says the, the, the yoke shall be removed from the shoulder and the burden from the neck. And it says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. We, we, we say it this way. This is how we say it. We say it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. What do we mean? What we mean is this. is the anointing of God that removes the burden from you and is the anointing of God that takes away the yoke from your life. In other words, Satan wants to burden you. Satan wants to put a yoke. Satan wants to immobilize you. Satan wants to take your power from you. Satan wants to put you in bondage. Satan doesn't want you to succeed in life and, and be able to achieve what God wants you to achieve. But we thank God that the anointing of God liberates us to be everything that God wants us to be. Can I hear an amen? Is the anointing that makes us successful. Is the anointing that makes us walk in freedom. Is the anointing that makes us progress in life. Is the anointing that makes us to be free of, of, of sadness and, and burdens and, and depression and all kinds of things. Is the anointing that brings healing, soundness and wholeness in our lives. Can I hear an amen? Is the anointing that brings life where there used to be death. Hallelujah. Is the anointing that makes us start and succeed where others are failing. Can I hear an amen in the house? Is the anointing that breaks the yoke. So the purpose of the burden and the yoke is to make you a person who is to be controlled by them. Because we put a yoke on oxen, Radibana, to make the oxen do what we want them to do. These oxen, even if they are beasts or animals of great strength and power, their power is controlled by us because of the yoke and the burden. That's what Satan wants to do in your life. He wants to control your life. He wants to stop you from being everything that God wants you to be. But Satan is too late because the anointing of God is upon our lives. Can I hear an amen? So we walk in the anointing of God and that anointing, breaks the yoke of Satan. Now, so in the Old Testament, we read about the anointing and we learn more about the anointing. And we see the anointing coming upon people like I talked about it. When the anointing came upon Samson, he became very strong. When the anointing came upon Elijah, you can read this at home in 1 Kings chapter 8, he outran the king's horses. <laughs> but in the New Testament, not only do we read about the anointing that came upon people, but we read up about the anointing that is within us. Now, note, the, note all of this. Now, most people, unfortunately, when we talk about the anointing, all they know is the power to heal, the power to remove burdens, the power to make demons go away, and that's all they know. And so what people don't realize is that whilst all of that is good, all right, people being healed and signs and wonders happening, that kind of anointing, listen to me carefully, cannot sustain your life. You can come to church and go to meetings and see all kinds of miraculous things, but go out and be a failure as a Christian in your life. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And, and, and so most people have never understood how the anointing within operates. In the Old Testament, the anointing could never be within people. 
And the reason is Banabasapuluso. So Moyamudibu could not ukena harabona. The, the Spirit of God could come upon them, but never inside of them. Why? Because they were not new creatures. They were not born again. Those days, the time is coming. Yeah. The time will come when no man will teach their neighbor to know the Lord. I will write my laws in their hearts. Yeah, nobody will tell their neighbor to know the Lord because global change on the inside. So, this, the big difference about us today as believers is that Jesus Christ is in our hearts. And we have been changed by God on the inside. So, not only then, do we have the anointing upon us, but we also have the anointing inside of us. Are you there, everybody? Are you there, everybody? Now, let me show you something. The anointing, remember, I said, is the presence of God upon our lives, or it is the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, note this. The anointing always works with the Word of God. Whatever you want to do. All right? The anointing works with the Word. I want to develop this point, understanding. This will really help you. This will really help you. The anointing works with the word. Now, go with me to Mark chapter 16. Let's read from verse 15. Now, note what it says. And he said to them, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. He says, go ye into all the world and do what? And preach the gospel to every creature. Somebody preach, say, preach the gospel. No, 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 no. I'm not changing the Bible. I'm not changing the Bible. All right? But what I've read, you can say as well, go into all the world and preach the word of God. Yeah. Am I right, my dear? I have no right. Am I right, my dear? If all of you say, if my young people say I'm right, then I'm right. It doesn't matter what anybody says. They say I'm right, I'm right. All right. So the gospel is the word of God. That's, that's what it is. The word gospel simply means good news. So Jesus says, go into the world, preach what? The gospel, the word of God. Now, note, skip down to verse 20. All right? And they went forth, and they preached everywhere. Let me have your attention, please. They preached everywhere. What did they preach? What did they preach? Talk to me. What did they preach? So they are doing what Jesus said. Jesus said, go into all the world. Go preach the gospel. Preach the word of God. So the Bible in verse 20, they went everywhere. Right? And they preached everywhere. What did they preach? Now watch now. Watch now. It says, the Lord working with them. Right? And confirming what? And confirming the word with what? Signs following. Now, can I have your attention, please? That word, them. I don't know what kind of Bible you have, but if you have a Bible like mine, most Bibles, uh, in the King James Bible, you'll note sometimes certain words, body, more like a, a thinner, 
yeah, it's called italicized. Again, do you have that? Does the Bible have that? So I clap it, I clap it, I clap it. Anybody, most Bibles, some of them don't, but usually now, you may not know why by a triad. Okay? Let me explain to you why by a triad. Remember now, the, the, the New Testament in particular was translated from the Greek language. Okay? Into English. I know originally it was written in Greek. So the problem when you translate things from one language to the other is that because languages are not the same, right? Sometimes it's very difficult to express something in another language. So what the translators did is to add certain words to try and give clarity to what they're translating. So those words that were not in the original, body Kenya, body italicizer, to say to you who reads, who read, that word was really not in the original. But sometimes that helps, but sometimes it, it confuses us because it changes the meaning. Are you there, eh? I'm just trying to, I'm, 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 I'm taking you somewhere with what I've said. I'm taking you somewhere. Are you, are you with me, everybody? How about you? Are you with me? All right, here we go. So, so it says, earring. And they went everywhere, earring, verse 20, earring, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. So this verse, Oh, somebody got it. You know where I were taking you. So now, are you saying the word them? Because it wasn't there. you in the original. Don't give me that look. It wasn't there in the original. Okay, okay, okay. Let's read. And they went forth, and the Lord working with. No, them I said. I'm glad you are responding. Let's start again. And they went forth. And the Lord working with and confirming. Watch. The Lord is working with and confirming the word. God works with the word. See, the the anointing always works with the word of God. You can never separate, thank you, you can never separate the anointing of God from the word of God. Now, now, that's important when I talk about the anointing within. Because if you don't understand that the, the spirit of God always works with the word. Wherever you find the word of God, you'll find the spirit of God. You, you remember when I, was, when I was teaching you about the tabernacle? You remember the tabernacle? Uh, we talked about the blood and the oil, but we talked about the oil and the table of showbread. It always goes hand in hand. Some of you are still confused. Let's start again. And they went forth and they preached everywhere the Lord working with and what? Confirming the word with signs following. So one translation says confirming the word with signs following with attesting miracles. In other words, God takes the word that's preached and works with it to confirm what was preached 
and produce what was preached. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. So God works with his word. So wherever, wherever you find the word, you'll find the anointing. You can't separate the two. Now I want, to, I want to show you something that many of you, you have, but you may not appreciate it because sometimes we think, you know, the anointing is only and so on and that anointing. But that anointing can, doesn't sustain you. It is the anointing within that sustains you. Look at your neighbor and say, Shaba, yaba, 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 yaba. Look at your other neighbor and say, Hallelujah. So God works with his word. Somebody say it with me. God works in the word. So watch this now. If there's no foundation of God's word in your life, God doesn't have much to work with in your life. Yeah. So the New Testament therefore talks about the anointing within. The anointing inside the believer's heart is very distinctive to the New Testament. Hopefully in the Old Testament it wasn't there. Now, go with me now to 1 John chapter 2. We're going to talk about this thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to break it down. 1 John 2. Is right called Bible about long if a thing. Those of you who are Is your neighbor still looking? Pray for them. Verse 20. No front room, somebody right here in front of me. John is writing to the Christians. He says, But you have an unction from the Holy One. Now, that word unction is the same word anointing. Okay, so he's writing to the Christians here. He says, but you have the anointing from the Holy One. So say it with me. I have the anointing. I will say it like you believe it. I have. Say it like you believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, you are so blessed. You are sitting next to somebody who has the anointing. Just tell them. Eh? Eh? I have the anointing. Say it again. I have the anointing. Tell the other person, I have the anointing. It's important for you to say about you what the Bible says about you. See, many Christians, they will not say about them. So it says here, it says, verse 20, I love it. It says, uh, but you have the anointing from the Holy One. And note the next verse, the next statement. And you know all things. Yeah, some of you can wonder about the Ipata when it says you know everything. No, no, no. Hang on now. Let's not just take that and run with it. Are you explaining within the context? All right. We all know that we don't know all things. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, some of us, we don't know maths, we don't know trigonometry, we don't know science, we, we don't know carpentry, we don't know, we don't know how to cook, you know, we don't know, you know. So when it says we know all things, what is it talking about? Now, this is where Bible interpretation is very tricky. You've got to stay with the text. What does it mean? I'm going to explain it to you. I just want to keep you suspended for a while. Can I keep you suspended for a while? 
All right. So it says you have the unction. So in other words, Mamelang, because of the presence of the anointing, you know all things. In other words, that anointing gives you the ability to know all things. Now, I have just explained. It is not talking about knowing all things in the natural because there's a lot we don't know. It doesn't matter how anointed you become. You can't know everything. But in the context it's talking about, which I'll be explaining in a short while, you realize that there's so much that you know, but you didn't know that you know what you know. Mara, you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. All right. Skip down with me now. I want to go with you to verse 26. Clearly. These things I have written to you concerning them that seduce you. Now, please keep that. John is saying, the reason about the anointing that you have in you and that that anointing will teach you all things is because I'm aware there are people who are trying to seduce you. And the word seduce is an interesting word because it means the following. To seduce means to tempt to wrongdoing. He says, I'm aware, I'm aware that the people are trying to tempt you to wrongdoing. But you see, that anointing that's within you is there to help you in that time. Ah, Jesus. The word seduce means next, secondly, to persuade to wrongdoing or to lead away from virtue or to lead astray. What John was writing about was that there are people who are trying to get you to sin or people who are trying to get you to embrace wrong teachings that are trying to seduce you. But he says, but you see, you have the anointing that abides in you. So in other words, the role of the anointing inside of me is to help me in terms of things that are trying to take me away, move me away from God or take me away from following the right teaching. That is why the anointing inside of me is there. Amen. Note verse 27. He says, but even if even if the anointing that you have received of him, watch this now, abides in you. The word abide means to stay, to make permanent residence, to make a home in. Watch, unlike the anointing upon, the anointing upon can come and go. The anointing upon can be stronger or less. More or less. The anointing upon, you can lose it. Mara, the anointing within. Abides. Abides in you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you have an anointing that's abiding in you. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it, it abides in you. Whether you feel anything down your spine or you don't, it abides in you. Whether you fall down or you don't fall down, that anointing abides in you. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said you are anointed. Just that you don't know. In King and is that you don't know. Oh my goodness, I'm looking at some anointed people here this morning. Woo! I said I'm looking at some anointed people this morning. 
and the anointing has come to abide. To abide. Why? To help you against those that are to seduce you. Try and lead you astray. To try and show you and teach you things as a wrong. But the anointing is there. Note, it says, oh, I love it. The anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And then it repeats, you don't need anyone to teach you. I'll still come back to that. What does it mean we don't need it? Mona, it says you know all things. Mona, you don't even need anybody to teach you. The same anointing teaches you all things. Watch and it's truth. It's true. In other words, this anointing goes hand in hand with the truth of God's word. This anointing come back to the word of God. And it's in you. It's in you. It doesn't go and come back. It abides. It's there. 24 7, 365 and a quarter, 366 on Libya. It's there. In you. My goodness. The same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is not lie. Note, even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. So this anointing teaches us to abide in Christ. The purpose of this anointing is to help us grow spiritually and be more like Christ. That's the purpose of this anointing. Yeah, it helps me in my walk with God. It may not be the anointing that makes me heal the sick and, and raise the dead. That's a different one. That's an anointing that comes upon me. It can come and go. Marayana yona into samobu zalonimbaka. Eh, horekebe msalonaza. It helps me to abide in him. Oh, it helps me to be like Christ. Tell your neighbor you have the anointing in you. Tell two other people you have the anointing in you. Tell the other person you have the anointing in you. Now, let's break this down. How does this thing work practically? You know, I don't know if when I was young, one of my biggest things in my mind when I went to church, and it was like this one, you know, exactly like this one. Not as nice though, but I mean, I'm from the Dutch reform. My domini would stand there and preach, Banabaka, Jesu utilema pelongalona, regimudimu, mudimuari kutana. <laughs> and I would sit there, but then the teaching, good as it was, one problem I had at the end, they never taught me how to apply what was preached. I heard about one of the two. But what does it have to do with me? So, always, I always used to ask myself. Kiauta, what you're saying. Mara, how does it apply? That's what I want to show you. When we talk about the anointing within, how does it work on a practical level? And you know what? You'll be shocked that this has been happening to you. It's just that you didn't know is the anointing within. You didn't know. Number one. Tell your neighbor, number one. Number 
Tell your other neighbor, number one. Number one, it says there, this anointing teaches you truth. In other words, this anointing, what's this now, helps you differentiate between truth and error. How? By signaling, inside of you, any time when you hear error. Ah, you got it. You see, Jesus said in John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So the purpose of the Holy Spirit in your life is to help you know the difference between truth and error. And, and what is truth? In John 17, 17, Jesus says, God's word is truth. You remember I said the Holy Spirit works with the word? You remember I said the Holy Spirit works with the word? Works with the word? So the Holy Spirit will help you differentiate between truth and error. Now you've got to listen to this carefully. This is important. So in other words, when people try to seduce us through wrong doctrine, how long do you it? There is something in you. Sorry, something. It's, it's actually the Holy Spirit, man. There, there, there's something in you. Mama, mouse went doing right. How shall they say? Even if you can argue with them, mara auko comfortable ngalento about chelayona, and you didn't know what it was, but it was the Holy Spirit within. What is he doing? He is teaching you You don't need anybody to come and tell you wrong. But the one who is inside of you, he is teaching you and he is telling you the truth and he is not lying. Remember what God says, says that, that the day comes when I will write my laws in the hearts. The day you became a Christian, when God changed you on the inside, He did a work on the inside that how to us in writing is that comfortable. Let's bring it closer home. 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 There are certain things, is something yeah, you don't need umfundisi to tell you Uri, you saw Nalento, but the same anointing it teaches you all things. It makes you know what is right or wrong. Because that's the purpose of the anointing that is abiding in you. It's teaching you to be like Christ. It's teaching you to abide in Christ. It's taking you back to the way of the truth. That's the reason for this anointing. And many of us even when we had wrong teachings, something come in Mara Bokobo no go for it. You went there, Mara Pilu So even when you even when you even when you did something that was wrong, you, you did it, Marakamo, Huna Ohana. When it fell Ohana man. Tell the truth. You didn't need someone to teach you who this is wrong. But that anointing was teaching you who this is wrong. Oh. 
is the same anointing that will talk to you to go and make right limutomo shapile nkadzenzo same anointing you don't need a preacher to tell you to go and make right you see this is why hafatsa puluswa it doesn't mean how lumzalana you can sin you can and we do yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wonder why you're hallelujah more, but anyhow, I'll forgive you that. But the, but, the, but the truth is, you can't sin comfortably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, before we became Christians, there's things in the radiator. No letzwalo, no feeling, no emotion. You did what you did, was enjoy a sibisate. How is because the day you became a Christian something changed on the inside of you if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things have passed away and all things have become new and the Holy Spirit came in your heart to abide yeah from that day, it's not, it's not a voice, it's not mara, it's just a sense. You are not comfortable. Boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. What's happening? The anointing in you is teaching you. It's teaching you. Yeah. Oh, but how we disobey the anointing. Huh? We still go ahead and do, and then we crash. After we enter, you are turning and tossing, turning and tossing. Because hopefully he abides. 24 7, 365 and a You can't dismiss it. It's in you all the time. Can I hear an amen, Bazar? Can I hear an amen, Bazar? You know where I learned this? I didn't know this verse. But where I learned this, I was still a young Christian, 1979. I'll never will forget. I was one year old, Monton Samudim. I went to a tent meeting. You know, sometimes you think some of these things started today. <laughs> I went to, and there's nothing wrong with the tent, by the way, just in case you think. But I went to this tent meeting, and in Vuselel, you know, the evangelist would come pray for people with so miracles, you know, and that's what confuses people because when you see miracles, you think everything is correct. You see, you, you think everything is right, but but Utwa Kamo Honan and Have you ever been there? Yeah. So the, so this evangelist, made many years ago, he had a tent it. And then he's preaching, and then and there's nothing wrong with taking offering. Mara because what he would do was he would have uh, someone interpret for them. You come and be my interpreter for a while. But use as an illustration. So Kiyoshi is interpreting for me. Okay. So so 
Zama, Zama, yeah. And God said, Moses, stretch forth your hand. So now, as he's interpreting, then the guy, the minister would say, I was preaching somewhere. Interpreter, why laugh? And I felt a new anointing. And as I touched the lady, so So, so now what this evangelist would do? He would put his hand on the interpreter, and then the interpreter said, "Atoloke." Just to show us now All right. So pretend as though And then when she fell, this evangelist, Mamela, this evangelist would stop and say, New power. New power. New anointing. If you want this anointing, bring money. Yeah, I'm telling you what I saw. I was 18 years old when I saw that. Now you must understand, I'm one year old in the Lord. I, I don't go to a church like this one where they teach. I don't know anything. I'm still impressionable. I'm new in these things. Because we're new power. Now that, that's, that's what they do when they seduce you. That's what they do when they seduce you. Seduction is not a lie. It's just half truth. New power. New power. In those days, those days. Then he would say, new power. If you bring 10 rand notes, you'll get more of this power. And she said, last. Maracoco over the new power. Yeah, the evangelist will say, if I lay hands on you, all your problems will be over. I'm sitting there, I'm 18 years old, and something come over This is not right. Something come over It is difficult because the way in Jody Linkatein, everything is okay. What sounds right? Mara something come The anointing was teaching me. Yeah. Same way the Holy Spirit teaches you. Many people fall prey to this type of things. Only because they never listened. Now I'm not saying we must be suspicious of people. I'm not saying we must see a demon behind every bush now. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, Barcelona, there are things somewhere any time when my, my wife and I, we lost money in the past through investing in things what, what, what. And both of us, we remember when we invested, something in here was saying, don't do it. Mother, the way we back, 
the cardiology <laughs> was so convincing and so powerful. And, and we stopped listening to the voice in here and went with the voice up there. And that's how God leads you in here. In here. In here. Yeah, yeah. Kenneth Hagin tells a story of a, a certain young new convert who went to a prayer meeting. And nothing wrong with going to a prayer meeting. But this prayer meeting, in a right. Because instead of the Christians praying, never profit another all the time. You see, people have a prayer meeting. Why was I busy prophesying meeting once? And this lady was concerned because yeah, now every time I'm a prophet, she never used to get any good prophecy. I mean, every time. You know, she was married. Her husband was not a Christian. First of all, they told her that her husband was going to leave her. You know? And the next thing, they told her that her mother's going to die. So she was very worried. She knew come. She's a new Christian. Sometimes sometimes so this lady came to ask the preacher and said, nah, I don't know why. Everybody who got a good prophecy, and the, the, the preacher said, it's very simple. They said, your husband is going to leave you in six months' time. How long has that been? She said, well, it's been 18 months. He said, well, then you don't even have to worry. Just shows you the way Babu Amagaka thing. And they said, your mother's going to die. What, in a year's time? Yes, it's been two years. Well, but then she said, I wonder why they call it a prayer meeting. Because they never pray. Yeah? They just prophesy all the time. Why little? Linal already prophesying prayer meeting. Yeah? Huh? Anyhow, but nonetheless, I'm just saying, many times we have known inside. Now, let me take you further. Number two, note. It's even better when you make a habit of studying God's word regularly. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will pull from that same word of God that you have studied. To show you who rentue is wrong. Go to John chapter 14. John 14. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. John chapter 14. Verse 26. It reads as follows. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you how many things? How many things? How many things? And he will bring all things to your remembrance 
whatever I have said to you, Mamela, the Holy Spirit inside is meant to remind you. In the case of the disciples, I'm talking to you. In our case, Okay? So it means, so Rebelli habit. Okay? So that we, we hear what God is saying to us. What was the reason for that? The reason for that is that when a situation comes up, Moyawa Mudimu will go into the library of the word of God that is stored in your spirit and bring out something. But it's not only to remind you in the case of right and wrong. It's also to remind you when you are faced with difficult situations. Filing and pull out what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, 7 and says God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. 1 Timothy 1, 7. Oh yeah. He will go out and, and pull out John, 1 John 4, 4 and says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But the key is you being faithful in exposing yourself to God's word on a regular basis. So, when you read God's word, so most people, if they had read God's word, I tell you, they, 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 they would have been helped and assisted from so many things. But you see, you can't remind somebody of something that they didn't know. Yeah. You can only remind them how they know. So, if it was a TV, I press a remind button. Are you understanding? How many of you are sitting next to you? <laughs> and number three, the third way the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit anointing works with us is to prick our conscience. <laughs> I want to say it again. There's no Salano or Karen I intend to wrong about it. You just ignored that thing. I won't let In fact, the way that we pay some Utamata Tobotar, Horong Hutuba. Then I say, You never asked me if Horong Hudamit. You never asked. You never, you've never asked me if it was wrong Hudamit or Rojadij. So why Umputaka? I'll tell you why Abutza, because Hai Yeta, Agasal Seg. Already that anointing is teaching you. Remember, the anointing that abides in you teaches us how to abide in Christ. It will root how to be more like Christ. Think about it. The many things that we have ignored and gone over when our conscience was not with us. <laughs> huh? Huh? Month end we go pick and pay uraka grozar, and then bow over change more than change your house. It's like two hundred rands extra. Kurao, yeah, how to re mudima fika letoh mara mara kamo. 
There's no fundis. Mara, there's no fundis in here. The anointing within. Because the anointing within, he abides. He's in you, man. He's talking to you. Oh, yeah. I've had that happen to me more often, you know. Kids have more change. And you know, these days people can't even believe we could it. But how? 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 Or one hour let you to you, or Mushabi Lakela Yawalet. Or cell phone. Let's come where we stay. Kay, you always look at the cell phone. Why won't I get? And it's the latest Samsung. Can I give the latest? K7. Eight. Yeah, so get 80 kilo, I want and a colorway rappel. Kalo believer mudi muachorea mudi. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Hallelujah. Marakamu. Kamu. Somebody say kamu. Yeah. It's anointing within. It's teaching you. Kuti seta Samsung young one about. That's what it's teaching you. Yeah, that's what it's saying. So, let's conclude. Let's conclude. In Acts 23, 1, what Paul says about the conscience. Acts chapter 23, verse 1. Is this helping you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The anointing within. We don't ever talk about it, do we? Acts 23, verse 1. Paul earnestly beholding the council, he said, men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Live in a good conscience, Mzalwan. Yeah. Live in a good conscience. You don't need muruti. You don't need to go you. Yeah. Follow, follow a good conscience. People violate their consciences. Yeah. Just during the week, uh, we had to go to some event. There was the launch of some campaign with Pastor Ray McCauley and so on, the abuse against women and whatever. So we, we come off Orlando, you know, we're going to join the N1. You know, there's this new road to fire, or via Orlando Stadium and then you go over. So there's this place, Efitan, can I be on that area? Efitan, Moyanamo Bridging Mall, Enchai, Monu Canada Mall. You know, that road earlier. So, so I was rushing, I was late. I must confess my sins, Pastor. <laughs> so I didn't keep to the speed limit. It's 80, it's 80 kilometers per hour. I think I was, I was somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too high to be arrested, but it was more than 80. So as I came up from under the bridge, Kiva, Bankemis. Maybe we take traffic up here, take and so I, I pulled to the side, I opened the window, I knew I'm wrong. So he comes, he says, hey, Mnomzan, I 
I wasn't going to go the other route here, Chocho, never. I'm fetting it once. But they were nice. Then he looks at me. I didn't know if he even knew me. all that after all of us, Bazalana. All of us. Listen to your conscience. Acts 24, verse 16 says, Paul says, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men. Yeah. Paul says, I'm working towards that, that I have a conscience. That has no offense towards men and towards God. That disturbs me when I look at anybody and when I come into the presence of God. It's clean. We all make mistakes, Bazalwana. All of us. All of us. Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Ah, I tell you this one. Romans 9, 1. Listen to what Paul says. Romans 9, 1. He says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness. You see, how one need to know? Amen. Yeah. The anointing within they, they haven't violated their conscience. He's still tender. It's almost like, you know, Haralabanyani, Barafori says that he's your age. Why did you chase Our palate is tender. Marasrihola, ne? Rejan to say chisang. We get accustomed to heat. Yeah. So, Larki Satya Mutter, hey, how about that? How is it? So, you go warm it up. Now, it doesn't mean I cheese. It means their palate has gotten accustomed. He said, quiet. The same thing, that's why you must keep your conscience tender when something is bothering you. Because next time it will be easier to do it. The same way it's easier to drink hotter tea. It doesn't mean the tea is not hot. Yeah, yeah. So how when I'm zalona atamaya alo alo roba letsa kobo simamang isimuna hayorum sadia hayaba kuta straight atla mokerekato worship. It's no more bothering them. I call it a na. 
But you see, the more we go to, is the more your tolerance level ever more. So in other words, the more we violate listening to the anointing within, is the more we become hardened to the voice of God. That's why Uga Krams alwana apila mosibi. Hasanatab. When we put our ganjan, how can they talk like this? How can they do this? How can they go there? How can they promote this? How can they and so on? When our markets, because when you are still tender, wacha. Marayana wa anafela hasaud. It's not because it's not. And, and the, Paul actually talks about it. He says, those who violate their conscience, they have made shipwreck of their lives. Shipwreck. I'm sure you've heard about, what's this famous ship? The Titanic. The Titanic. It was built, this ship, to be the biggest ship that was ever built, so strong that there is no way it can ever be destroyed. But the Titanic got destroyed. Why? They tell you how about your back. The captain started getting a warning signal long time before. There is an iceberg in the way. There's danger on the way. See, the purpose of warning signal is to prevent you from crashing. That's the purpose of your conscience. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you. Just like your car. High color lighter level oil. You can't say you, you can't say that. Your car is telling you to prevent you from having a breakdown. But if you ignore, you're going to have a breakdown. And that's what happens to many Christians. They ignore the anointing within. Oh, goodness. They ignore the warning signals. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And it's not a voice. It's just a discomfort. Just a censor. This is not right. I can't do that. And note, Bazalan, I'm closing now. Here's the interesting thing with the, with the conscience. The more you listen to it, the more sensitive you become. Let me tell you, young people, headphone. one of the big problems with the headphone era we are in and the loud boom, boom, boom music. Some cars, but here's a problem what, what, what we don't know. What we don't know is this. When you, when, you, when you expose your ears to that level of sound, it damages your ears, your eardrums. And it numbs your ability to hear sound in class. So every time you have to take the volume high because since your sensitivity come. In fact, doctors say, finally, there's a lot of our young people when they reach 60 or 70, they won't hear. Yeah, you don't know that. And there's a problem with the headphones because we really blow it up. Eh? Yeah, it goes right inside. So, so what happens is that the more you tolerate it, the more it damages you. So finally, you no longer hear. It's not that the sound is not there. Let's change it to the spiritual. Even if God is speaking through the anointing within, you no longer hear. Yeah. And the signals are going, danger, 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 danger. 
And then Mzalana crash. Ributa says a crash. They ignored all the warning signals. Either they didn't even realize the thing, they just went on. But here's the nice thing. When you learn to take down your decibels and your sound, it's almost like if we try to not to carry, we tell us six more coping. And then your doctor tells you, look, you have type 2 diabetes. And then, how tell Final one, and you can taste who it's sweet. But then, how no such a one, or no tasty, not because I hear you, but because your tolerance level. Same thing, if you learn to listen to God, your sensitivity to the Spirit is more. Oh, yeah. Konamuta like this. Yeah. But, but if you ignore him, then this is why people move from, sometimes people get into crisis. Sometimes then crisis comes. Achai sam salona kodara. Kodara pela ya mudibu. Mushiba no no chapila. Marano mudumela, there was something coming here. So the top of my out here, I said, Shaila. And all along, Mudumunar Khalim. Yeah. You have the anointing inside of you. Yeah. I said, You have the anointing inside of you. Yeah. Do you have time for a few more? Yeah. Few more? Yeah. Practical steps in conclusion. Practical steps. So it means then, if I want to cultivate my sensitivity to the anointing within, I must learn to spend time in what I call a quiet time. Quiet time. Could every day spend time with God. Like about 15 minutes, 30 minutes at least. Every day, Basalan. So here's my suggestion. How do you have an effective quiet time? Who develop that? Number one, set aside an appropriate time. Bela nako. It's always good in the morning before we're busy and All right? Set time aside. Ibe a discipline. Every day as a discipline. That's what helped me. Every day, read the Bible. You know? Either when you first start or in the early hours of the morning, make it a habit. Hussein. Over the Bible, or better still, you listen to preaching. You see, and then take time to pray. So the second thing is pray to begin with. It's good to pray in tongues. Similar when you are spirit filled, shaba yaba yaba. Pray in the spirit. Pray in other tongues. It's a blessing. Are you there? Are you writing? Number three. Make it a discipline to read the Bible <laughs> in a structured way. What I mean is, maybe Okabala, the book of Matthew, today Kibala chapter one, Kausa Nekibala chapter two, Bala in a structured way, and Uskabala Hokra revelation, Bala Hufepa Moyawahao. Don't try to look for the total in see you. Just balance. Just balance. Just balance. 
Oh, but it's a, it's a blessing. Number three, you can use Bible guides. There's a lot of material today that you can use as Bible guides, like concordance. Uh, 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 you have uh, commentaries and uh, things that allow you to understand the Bible more. And today, by the way, there's a lot of material on the internet where you can subscribe to a certain program where you read a certain thing. Some of them, the work are destinated, the work are purpose, all of that. Number five, take time to think about what you've read. I, I'm saying uh, meditate on it. Take time on what you've read. Most people, Baba Lafella, they don't sit down and try to think through. Try to think through. What did I learn? What are they saying? What are, it's important to think it through. Meditate on it. Sometimes say it uh, to yourself. Number six, Write down the lessons you learn. You young people, you are good to have journals. journal. I've heard young people say, I have a journal. Do you have a journal, my dear? You, have a, you, you, you journal, you write something down in a... You do, eh? Yeah, look at you. I didn't have a journal when I was your age. Even at my age, I don't even have the journal. No, I have it now. But, but, but it's good to write, because when you write, you don't forget what you wrote. You see? There are certain things that only a better understanding on a certain day than on another day. And how on what you learn. This is what I've realized. If I postpone writing and then I try to come back to write, say, give it. If you live 56 years, you're not Serious, food. Let me walk back. Ah, you don't remember. <laughs> you know, so one of the things you must learn is always carry something to write with wherever you go. I write all the time. You know, sometimes it's just a, 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 a plan about how to do the church, and I just write down. You'll be amazed at the amount of wisdom that is generated in you. Oh, some of you, you haven't discovered how, how God has blessed you. Ah, you haven't realized. So many answers in you. Some, some things that you're dealing with at work, God will show you. Oh. Okay, number seven. Pray to the end. During that time, continue praying and pray until you fade. It's great. Create an atmosphere. Write through. music. Hey. And now I will forget, after we got married, my bishop and I, no, and this is after we stayed, Brenda, first we have a weekend special. I tell you, just opposite, we have a weekend special from Thursday. By the time Sunday, I'll never will forget. I'm trying to pray in my head. I'm no weekend, weekend special. Hey, Brenda Tula, how? Puma. Create that atmosphere of prayer around your life. At least you can we can touch a mudibu. Ira how to tsefela utlo hola sefila motlogonya. Oh, create that atmosphere. Number eight, have a memory verse. You know, I'm realizing these days people don't ever memorize anything. 
These computers, the recent, are sanahan. You know, sometimes lawyer go shopping ureka. They have to press a computer to go for company eight plus two. Kirimara. How how do you use a calculator eight plus two? You don't need a calculator. Get that. Then when I press half as I return about Shabarutsibile Yankira. Eight plus two. But you know, people no longer use memory verses. Sounds like John 3.16, what's about it? Yeah. Second Corinthians 5.17. Yeah. It's not according to our constitution. Yeah. Plus 5.78. This is what it says. The Bible is your constitution. Yeah. Kappa is also to be Bible in the first. How do look for the book of Mark? We are going indexing Lord of Mark. <laughs> now, if you are still a new Christian, that's fine. But if you've been a Christian for five years, six years, something else has to go Mark in ten. Hi, hi, Basalan. Hi, Bo. And in conclusion, whatever you learn, do it. Do it. Be a doer of the word. And you know what, if every Christian was to do this, you know what would happen? You'd look at yourself at the end of the year and you'd be shocked how much you've grown and developed. You know the good thing about this? The more you learn to listen to the anointing within is the more you become familiar with the voice of God. Oh, yeah. And the good thing is this. When you have tough decisions to make in life, you don't have a role populate anymore. Because you know the voice of God. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you've become familiar with the voice of So, so, say, about Mudimu, um, Ubuajo. How can I follow the Sheba Fan? I would look at Irido, I no sorry, Akira. Yeah. Akira. Because you've become familiar. And I see this happening in your life. I said, I see it happening in your life. May God grant you the grace. I said, May God grant you the grace. God grant you the grace. Raise your hands and begin to pray in other tongues, everybody. Just pray. Hallelujah. Raise your voice and begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus.